It is a sound and a song that is unmistakable, recorded by one of the first and one of the best female singer-songwriters of the entire rock and roll era, who also happened to be a member of the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Her music, folks, has been covered by everyone from Annie Lennox to Stevie Nicks to Van Morrison, from The Carpenters to Kim Carnes, and again, we could go on and on and on. Yeah, she's not just a great songwriter. She's a singer who is responsible for two of the most iconic anthems of the 60s, the one you're listening to now, Put a Little Love in Your Heart, and another one that we're going to listen to in a second. She, of course, is the great Jackie DeShannon. Jackie, how are you? I'm great. It's great to be with you guys. Well, well, thank you so much. You know, just listening to your voice, it sounds like you've got as much enthusiasm, as much energy, as much excitement about life as you've ever had. I do. I'm, um, I don't know, I'll try to stay as positive as possible, and it's a bit difficult these days, but I think music keeps you young. Well, you certainly sounded, and especially for someone who was pretty much born into the business. I mean, you were singing on the radio by the time you were six. You were writing your own songs at 12, and you were actually signed uh, to a record contract at 16, right? Yes, it was very exciting because uh, in those days, there were just a very few uh, record companies. So to, so to be signed by a big record company was a very, very special thing. It was rather hard at that time. And Jackie, one of the more interesting things, and people, I'm sure their jaw drops and hits the floor when you tell them it was 1964 when you were the opening act for the Beatles on their first U.S. tour. How in the world did that come about, and what was it like? (laughs) Yes. uh, In fact, I do a little show uh, out here in Los Angeles, Breakfast with the Beatles with Chris Carter, and I do the Beatles news every week. I'm a news gal. <laughs> um, it, uh, I think that my um, the general manager, I think at the time, uh, Al Bennett was knew uh, Brian Epstein very well because at one time he had an opportunity to sign the Beatles, and I and he, I would not want to have that on my resume. Uh, and so they asked, you know, would you like to go on tour? And also the agency that they were with, I was with, and I think they kind of went through some people and presented them to Brian and uh, the Beatles, and I was one of the lucky ones that was chosen. They used to hear my demos that I did for Metric Music, the arm, the publishing arm of the record company, because we were signed with Dick James Music Company in London, and the Beatles were signed with them as well. Um, so they represented uh, the, comp- the publishing arm of Liberty Records. So they heard my, when I first met them, uh, Paul said, I know who you are, I've listened to your demos. Wow. Which, which was so cool, and I was very, very nervous. But um, the Cow Palace was our, our first, concert in San Francisco, and uh, I don't even know where to start as far as how exciting it was, because other than Elvis, I I don't think that people had seen that kind of enthusiasm and craziness, and just remember, there were four of them, 
to get crazy about. <laughs> you had to be the envy of every one of your fans. Folks, we're talking with Jackie DeShannon, and we mentioned earlier, I mean, she's responsible for so many songs, but, but two come immediately to mind. And for me, one of my favorite all-time songs is one that she performed, written by Burt Backrack and Hal David, and it went a little something like this. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. What the world needs now. Absolutely timeless. That song. Jackie was recorded by several artists, but your version, your arrangement, your voice is the one that people still talk about and still want to listen to 50 years later. Do you like it? Did you like it as much as everybody else? Every time I sing it, if I'm doing a show, a concert, I I get the same chills as as when I first heard it. It's a great story. In fact, Burt Backrack has a book out, and uh, he kind of tells a little bit of the story of how it was chosen for me. It wasn't really. Um, I was presented with the option of doing a, a single date, which was at that time four, four songs. You go in and record those, and you select one to, to be the single that you put out. And um, they had played me several songs, and uh, Hal David kept saying, Bert, play Jackie What the World Needs Now. And he was going, well, I don't know. So 20 minutes this went on. Finally, he played the song for me. And when I learned it and sang it, uh, he just flipped. And we said, he said, that's it. And we went to. And the reason he was, I found out in the book, um, people had turned it down. So many, you know, artists that he had presented it to had uh, passed on the song and thought it was kind of laughable. And, you but, know, uh, to me, growing up in Kentucky with cornfields and wheat fields, it was, and it had a lot of gospel uh, influence. And I just thought, this is for me. And I just sang my heart out. And, and you know, this song, and, and put a little love in your heart, th- th- this was kind of like at the height of the Vietnam War, and, and protest songs were all the rage. W- was this your personal reaction to what was going on in the U.S. at the time? I mean, was there some sort of contrarian thing going on here that made your music stand out more than it might have otherwise? I th- like to think of myself as very much a farm girl, real Americana, and um that kind of going, you know, singing gospel songs at just at the age of three and growing up uh, with that kind of spirit, I don't know. It might, and, and in fact, my mom, I think, when going around saying something about put a little love in your heart or kind of stuck with me, it's, it just kind of popped out because my brother and I were writing songs, working on an album, and... Uh, I said, well, what do you have today? And he started playing, dun, 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 dun. And then I just went into think of your fellow man, lend him a helping hand, put a little love in your heart. That was it, that fast. You know, can I tell you, Jackie, you are so interesting to, to listen to. I mean, you, your, your voice is strong, you, your memory is great, you're beautiful, you're passionate, you know, you're still uh, telling great stories. You talked earlier about some challenges that you face when you come of age. What are you dealing with now? How are you doing? Ooh. <laughs> oh, you went there. You shouldn't go there. <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually, I'm pretty good. Um, 
I try to, as I said, I try to stay positive. I, I, I love my, I love writing songs. I love music. And, and I think you have to do the things, take the time, and it's sort of corny to smell the roses, but to do the things that make you happy and it uh, doesn't have to be on an extravagant basis. I'm right now in uh, the frame of mind of get rid of everything but your backpack and your computer. Hmm. <laughs> so that's where I am. Nothing like downsizing. You know, uh, you know, Bill is right. There's so many stories we could talk about with you if only we had a lot more time. But we have to mention you earned a Grammy in 1982 for Song of the Year with uh, Betty Davis' Eyes, which, of course, was recorded by Kim Carnes, who did a great job with the song, which you actually wrote you know, almost a decade before and recorded. Were you surprised by the success that uh, Kim had with that song more than a decade after you wrote it? I was very surprised. Um, we had Donna Weiss, who's my co-writer, we had sent the song around to a lot of people, and we, we never heard anything back. And um, actually, you know, I have a recording of it. Um, the producer and I kind of clashed because I wanted, we had... A, an up-tempo, more of a rock kind of feeling, and he heard the song in a different way. And uh, at that time, women, uh, at least for my, for me, going in the studio, I would have all these ideas because I produced all my demos. But if you did not agree with the producer, you were considered very, very difficult lady to work with, and she's, you know, she's impossible. And but now women. Thank goodness they just go in and, and, and are just as respected as, uh, you know, any, any guy that would produce it. And it was, it was kind of hard in those days to, to really stand your ground. But nevertheless, um, Donna had the cassette in her pocket, and she was meeting Kim at some point. And uh, it, she was taking her s- another songs and an, a writer that she was with, and she just happened to take it out of her pocket and say, well, listen to this song that Jackie and I wrote. And uh, Kim loved it, and they, and they recorded it. In fact, the head of the record company, I was told, was not that you know, excited about it until people just fell in love with it and started adding it on the radio stations. Those were the days when the disc jockeys had their choice of what they wanted to play. Yay! <laughs> so uh, she did it, and uh, it just, you know, it took off and became number one all over the world. It's an incredible story, and so much of your life is, Jackie. I mean, you, you dated Elvis. You were friends with Ricky Nelson and the Everly Brothers. You co-starred with Bobby Vinton on Surf Party, toured with the Beatles, wrote songs with Randy Newman and Jimmy Page. You, you haven't written your life story, but, but if you did, what would the overall message, what would, what would you want us to learn from the experiences you have had and the life that you've lived, Jackie? Uh, I think the experience that I would say is that um, just have to keep it simple. Uh, I was very fortunate to work with people that were very humble. The biggest of, of, of stars that I worked with, they were not, uh, you know, did not have an attitude, were not puffed up. Um, a great story of, with Elvis is, this uh, guy interview him, interviewing him at one point said, 
Well, Elvis, how do you feel about all the fans tearing up your clothes, tearing up your cars? And he said, well, they bought them for me. They can tear them up. <laughs> and I don't know that you find a lot of that today. Um, and every one of them, from all the people that you named, more than gracious, the Beatles treated me and the rest of the artists just on an equal level. There was never any... Uh, attitude, or I'm, I'm, you know, we're the Beatles and we're better than anyone else. They were just uh, ads, and it, you know, I always make that uh, one of the things I talk about is is to be humble and be grateful for the things that uh, the bl- many blessings that you have, and we all have our own gifts, and we all the the thing is to do the best that you can do and be the best that you can be because we're we're all the same and just just keep your own identity and be proud of the things that you've accomplished. Jackie, we're going to have to leave it there. You are a blessing to uh, to the American music scene. Thrilled you're still doing your thing. Folks, check her out on Sirius Satellite Radio or jackiedeshannon.com. Jackie, thanks so much. We got to dig a well of clean water All for our sisters and our brothers We got to dig a well of clean water To save our sons and save our daughters